Did you know that George Washington wasn't our first president? Well, he was, but he wasn't. A gentleman by the name of John Hansen was elected in 1781 to serve as president of the Confederation Congress. George Washington wasn't elected as the president of the United States until 1788. Welcome to the Live to Shoot podcast, protecting our Second Amendment rights. This is the beginning of a series about the history of our Constitution and the history of the Second Amendment. The reason it's important about the President of the United States was because the U.S. Constitution wasn't our original organizing document. That was document was the Articles of Confederation, which were ratified in 1781. The problems and the reasons why the Articles of Confederation were placed by the U.S. Constitution gives some insight into how the framers viewed the Constitution and the government they were forming. The original Articles of Confederation only provided for one branch of government, and that was the Congress. The Articles gave Congress the power to govern foreign affairs, conduct war, regulate currency. However, in reality, these powers were sharply limited because Congress had actually no authority to enforce its requests to the states for money or troops. Congress could ask politely, but the states were individual entities, almost standalone countries, and they could ignore the wishes of Congress. So our original framers really wanted to focus on keeping the power in the state's hands, but they did cause some issues that they had to address with the uh, with a new document. For example, the government could not tax citizens directly, only request money from the states, and the states rarely contributed money, meaning the national government could not pay its debts or fund initiatives. The national government could not rule, regulate international and interstate trade. The government could not stop the states from undermining it by making their own trade agreements with foreign nations. The national government could not raise an army, only request that the states send soldiers. Should States could refuse to send soldiers, making it difficult to defend the nation. Each state only had one vote in Congress, regardless of its population. The citizens of the small states had proportionally more political power than the citizens of the large states. The national government had no executive branch. The government had no way of implementing or enforcing any of its legislative decisions. The national government had no judicial branch. There was no effective way to resolve disputes between the states. And passing laws required the approval of nine states, and amending the articles required the approval of all 13. It was difficult enough to get a consensus of the, uh, to make laws, and nearly impossible to fix the articles themselves. So, in an effort to resolve some of these challenges, in May 1787, 55 delegates convened in Philadelphia to amend the articles. However, they began deliberating proposal for the new government for a new form of government. This new form would end up having three branches with a system of checks and balances to make sure not one branch had too much power. In 1787, five states quickly ratified the Constitution, but other states opposed the document because it failed to reserve undelegated powers to the states and lacked constitutional protection of basic political rights, such as freedom of speech, religion, and the press. So in February 1788, a compromise was reached under which the other states would agree to ratify the document with the assurance that amendments would immediately be proposed. The ninth state ratified the document in June 1781, and it was agreed the government would begin under the new constitution in March 1789. In 1789, James Madison introduced 19 amendments that would become the Bill of Rights, and that is where we'll start our next episode.